0: Peter Boyle, thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you very much for having me. What was the situation around that area in October? So
1: at the beginning of October uh, 1944, the Germans held both the north and the south sides of the Scheldt Estuary, which was essential for Allied shipping to reach the port of Antwerp, with the Germans holding it. The um, Allies were unable to use that port to bring supplies in, and the supplies had to come all the way from the Normandy beachhead, several hundred kilometers away, and it really was slowing the advance of the Allies in towards Germany.
0: And and what about this little island, Walcheren? So,
1: Walcheren Island is a very interesting island. It's at the on, on the north side of the Scheldt Estuary, on the far west end. It's actually been a strategic position. If you go there, you can see Napoleonic fortifications because it always protected that port of Antwerp. The Germans knew this. The Germans had it very well defended and many coastal guns that would have uh, done devastating damage to any ships that tried to uh, enter the Scheldt estuary and and make their way towards Antwerp. As well, the whole channel was mined by the Germans, which was um, an additional challenge to the situation.
0: So strategically, it it was critical to the Allied advance in the Second World War.
1: Exactly. Without without access to Antwerp, the amount of supplies needed would have been uh, it would have been difficult to get them through the Normandy beachhead, and it would have slowed the advance uh, that was planned for late 1944 and early 1945.
0: Now, of course, there were many critical and important and courageous uh, battles fought during the Second World War. Uh, what makes the and Causeway important or different? So
1: the Vulcan Causeway really is the culmination of the fighting on the Scheldt estuary. Over 6,000 Canadians were killed fighting to free the Dutch people on the Scheldt estuary and to open up that port. And this is really the last big push. And the uh, 5th Canadian Infantry Brigade, with the uh, Regiment de Maisonneuve from Montreal, the Black Watch Royal Highland Regiment from Montreal, and the Calgary Highlanders um, from Calgary, Alberta, um, were in that brigade, and they uh, they were given the task of crossing this Stark causeway um, against very heavy German fortifications. So the the task was difficult, but the reward was really bringing the, that phase of the battle to a close, or but, phase of the, you know, the war to a close.
0: But in, in trying to capture that island across this causeway, I mean, just describe what they had to face.
1: So the Germans um, obviously knew they were in a very strong t- position operationally. They had guns sighted down this causeway. They'd blown a large crater in the middle of the causeway so that there would be no ability to bring armor up th- up to support. They uh, The tidal flats on adjacent sides of the causeway were these quagmires of mud, which would prevent boats being used to do any sort of amphibious assault. And so really it was um, right up the middle and... Um, and the Germans knew they were coming, and the Canadians had to uh, had to fight with tenacity to go up there.
0: So if I understand this correctly, you have, at one end, heavy German defenders defending what is basically a long, long, narrow bridge, and that's the only way to get there, and it's just kind of like shooting fish in a barrel, isn't it?
1: Very good description. It's about, The causeway is just shy, shy of two kilometers long, and it's uh, it's... Only, I believe, about at that time about 25 meters wide. Um, the Germans had heavy guns, high velocity guns, sighted at the west end of the causeway and were, were firing down that causeway. So it was, uh, yeah, like almost like a bowling alley that you're working your way up with balls coming flying at you. Probably not the best analogy, but <laughs> might, might give people an idea.
0: So, how on earth did they manage to take it?
1: So it, it the battle unfolded starting on Halloween night on the 31st of October 1944. Um, initially the Black Watch went forward. The Calgary Highlanders were still looking to uh, to find an amphibious way that, um, to land which wasn't. The Black Watch used um, artillery, heavy artillery to suppress the Germans and smoke and other things to obscure the, the vision of the Germans. Um, they made it par- about two-thirds of the way down. The causeway. The Calgary Highlanders then pushed up through them. However, um, at one key part of the battle, the lead company was in this giant crater uh, and using it for cover in the in the causeway. And an artillery round landed and and disabled or killed most of the company headquarters. At that point, a very interesting thing happened in the battle. Um, The brigade major was a fellow named George Hees, and he went forward to take over that company and to push forward. George Hees, after the war. Would actually go on to be uh, a minister of parliament and uh, the minister of veterans affairs, but he stepped forward at a key moment and led that company forward. the The fighting continued with uh, the Black Watch, the Regiment de Maisonneuve, all pushing all the way across the causeway, being pushed back by the Germans, pushing forward, the seesaw back and forth over the the two days of the battle, and uh, it was it was quite. Quite a bloody battle for all those all those regiments,
0: Mr. Boyle. Put yourself in the place of one of those soldiers and say you have to go down this long bowling alley against guns and artillery that are sighted all the way along that thing. I, I
1: can't I can't actually imagine it. it. It sort of strikes back to First World War these big assaults where you're just going up against dug-in positions with machine guns and and, uh, and artillery. I know from the Calgary Highlanders' perspective, one of the most calming things was that the commanding officer, Lieutenant Colonel Ross Ellis, actually moved around on that battlefield fairly calmly, walking in the open, stopping at slit trenches to talk to soldiers and encourage them. And this calm demeanor by the leadership in the battalion um, calmed the soldiers and and allowed them to do their job. By no means was it easy, but uh, it, it would have been horrific.
0: Why should we remember this battle uh, amongst all the other tremendous battles and acts of courage and bravery and so on?
1: Different regiments in the Canadian Army commemorate their their, their battles that are important to them. So for these three regiments, the Battle of Walken Causeway was really the closing of, of 1944, all that horrible fighting from the 6th of June when the Allies landed. It really sort of was the bookend on the other side of, of D-Day, and um, from then on, they moved up into Holland and the fighting into 1945. But it really was the close of 1944 and what was a, a horrific year of casualties and lost friends. And the regiments really remember this battle as, as important in that manner.
0: Just, just talk to me again about the courage and, and bravery in, in accomplishing this task.
1: It, it, it's difficult to describe. The soldiers would have been pushing forward with Rounds just buzzing past them all the all the time, moving from slight depression to shell hole or whatever small amount of cover they could find if they had a moment they would be digging in, doing whatever they can to stay out of the the eyes of the germans the The courage of these soldiers to do that and just keep pushing and keep pushing forward was incredible there's an interesting story of one of the Maiszenov companies getting actually across the causeway and Two platoons um, were cut off. They, there was some miscommunication about who was exactly where, and these two platoons were cut off, and they they dug in and held the one end of the causeway um, for over a day until they were actually relieved by a British regiment. Um, and the Maisonneuve's the regiment, believed that these soldiers had been lost, and the padre was writing letters home saying that their sons had been missing. And um, they weren't sure where they were, but meanwhile, this platoon had, it's two platoons had gotten across, dug in, and just held out over horrible, horrible fire by the Germans. One soldier pushing ahead with a, a Piat, which is a projectile infantry anti-tank, which is a, a, a difficult weapon to handle, and knocking out a German gun at very close range. The stories are, are incredible, and a number of soldiers were awarded for bravery during this battle.
0: Now, if you were a member of one of the current-day regiments, how would you be remembering this?
1: So interestingly, this year, the three regiments, the Regiment de Maisonneuve, the Black Watch, and the Calgary Highlanders, commemorated the battle with a dinner in in Montreal. And I should say dinner was held at the Regiment de Maisonneuve armories, and um, Her Excellency the Governor General attended, and we, um, we remembered the bravery of those soldiers. And we also had a number of Dutch people who came to uh, to remember the liberation by the Canadians. It was a fantastic event that was held on the 26th of, of October.
0: Mr. Peter Boyle, thank you very much for this.
1: Thank you so much, Mark.